Well, here's my continuing saga of uh, how to use GPG with this or that application. And in this case, it's more of a saga about just how to use GPG. Uh, GPG, of course, is GNU PG, and it is the GNU implementation of uh, the um, privacy, pretty good privacy protocol. So um, you've got GPG keys, and you can email people, and you can sign it with your GPG key so they can see that apparently you've got this private key on your system, so you're probably really who you say you are. Um, to further make things more super spy-like, you can actually encrypt your message via GNU PG so that you've got a message that is completely unreadable to anyone who does not have uh, their private key and your public key because you have their public key and your private key. And it's this, this cool little matching game that just doesn't work without, you know, without the c proper uh, components. The problem I ran into lately was I was migrating from one system to another and, you know, in theory, this shouldn't be a problem at all. This is just kind of one of those things that, technically speaking, uh, should kind of work. But for whatever reason, the, the system I was migrating to didn't have all the proper components in it or, or, or something, or, or I didn't set it up correctly. I'm not really sure where the problem started, but the, the, the method of, of, of migrating your GPG keys is kind of important and worthy of note. And then a couple of tweaks here and there to understand how uh, a certain environment may need to have you know different things implemented is probably a good idea too. So here's uh, just some random information about GPG. Some of it is uh, more random than others. And so here we go. So the way that I diagnosed the problem that I was having was that, well, Pine and uh, Kmail were not being able to use my GPG keys. This struck me as odd because I'd... Um, well, initially, all I did was I just kind of copied my entire home directory over to this new system, and so I, I just thought everything should kind of fall into place. And it, it in, in a way, it did. I mean, the two applications n knew that the keys existed. They were there, but they just could not use them. They kept giving me errors about passphrases, when, in fact, I hadn't even been asked for a passphrase. So there was something obviously going on, and I thought, well, okay, maybe... Maybe because this is GNU PG, you know, and it's got a lot to do with privacy and security and stuff, I have to actually physically export the key or, or actively export the key off of the old system onto the new one. So the way to do that is you do GPG, and then you do dash dash armor, and then dash dash export, and you, you direct that into a, a file called public.clatu.asc. And that simply uh, securely transfers your public key into a file uh, called public.clatu.asc. And I, I, I dump that maybe onto a USB drive or maybe uh, secure copy that over to the new system. And then to get my private key, I need to do a gpg space dash dash armor space dash dash export dash secret dash keys. And then you direct that into a file maybe called secret.clatu.asc. And I would 
put that over onto my new system. And then again, finally, what I want to do is export my trust database in case I've gotten people who have signed off on my key and says, yep, this is really this person. I trust them implicitly. Ultimately, then you can do a GPG space dash dash export dash owner trust and you direct that into something just you can call it trust DB. And of course, again, you would get that over to your new system, either secure copy it or sneaker net or however you need to do that. You can then do a shred uh, dash U on those old files to make sure that they're deleted, you know, fairly securely from your from your hard drive and switch over to your new system. So on the new system, you need to import all this information, and you can do you can do that with two different commands. You do a GPG space dash dash import, and then you list the two keys that you wanna you want to import, so it's public.clatu.asc and uh, secret.clatu.asc. Simple enough, that imports both of those keys. It'll give you confirmation, nice big confirmation thing. Uh, and then you do the second command is gpg space dash dash import dash owner trust space trust db. And so now you've just imported the trust db that you, you had. And again, if you want to shred those, you can do this shred space dash u on all those different files that you've just imported because you no longer need those. You've you've imported them into your system. They now exist, you know, in the .gnu pg folder in your home directory. You don't need them anymore. And it would probably behoove you to get rid of them, actually. So shred those. So technically speaking, you've now correctly exported and correctly imported your GNU PG keys, and everything should sort of work, except there's this variable about what environment you're using. And apparently on a... On a raw, unconfigured KDE system like the one I had, that's not going to happen without a little bit of tweaking. Now, I went through a lot of uh, reading and confusion about this. I read up on this pretty severely and didn't really make any headway. I was I was basically on the wrong track. I mean, I, I thought I was doing the exporting and importing of GEPG wrong, even though I was actually doing it correctly. I mean, I, I did everything I could think of. I removed user IDs from my keys uh, so that I only had a single user um, and tried that. I, I, I just, I tried just as much as I could think, you know, trying to get it to a point where it would really, really recognize that, yes, I was the user who owns this key. And it just wasn't doing it. Uh, I also tried... Um, I also finally got onto this track of the GPG agent. And of course, just like like an SSH SSH agent, the GPG agent is something that kind of runs in the background uh, and should be kind of incorporated into your user environment when you start X. And if your X environment doesn't know that, yes, you do want it to do the whole GNU GPG, uh, or rather the GPG agent thing, then you could have some some problems with the integration, I guess, of GPG with the rest of your system. So to to fix that, if you're having the the, the problem, I mean, certainly in KDE, that's all I can speak of, speak for right now because that was where I was having the issue. Uh, I didn't. One thing I did not actually try, I guess, was switching to a different X environment. But I guess it would be probably fairly similar. You know, you just it would just be a different set of files, but the concepts are going to be the same. So in my case, I'm going to go to my home folder and go into my .kde directory, and there ought to be a env directory there, environment directory, I guess is probably what that stands for. And if it's not there, you can create it. Just make dir env. But the point is that you want to get a file in there called gpgagent.sh, and that's something you're going to have to create. That will not be there. That's part of the problem. So gpgagent.sh, and it's a three-line, actually, I guess it's technically two lines, but really it's three lines. Three-line little shell script. So you do a bin bash, well, okay, shebang, slash bin, slash bash, and then kill all gpg-agent, and then eval space 
single quote GPG dash agent space dash dash daemon close single quote. Save that, make it executable. You're one step closer to running a GPG agent successfully on your system. So now you want to make sure that KDE cleans up the whole GPG agent thing when you shut down. And and that's fairly simple as well. So you're back in .kde directory. You create a shutdown directory. That is shutdown directory. Or rather, I'm sorry, it's a directory called shutdown. Okay. And then you go into that and you create a shell script called stop underscore gpgagent.sh. And that is going to contain literally two lines. Shebang slash bin slash bash. Second line is kill all space gpg dash agent. Simple enough. Now, if you reboot, or I mean rather, log out of, uh, you, you log out and then you log back in, it should work fine. And in fact, it does. And the way that you know it works is because, uh, well, you can start signing and encrypting things through it. Again, how did I find out that it wasn't working? Well, in Pine, I was getting a pipe pipe command failed. I think that's actually what it said. So it was basically just not piping my email through the filter that I had set up. And I had set up the, the sim links that I went through on my episode about, you know, using GNU, PG, and Pine. So, I mean, I, I had everything set up correctly. I just didn't have the agent set up correctly. And then in Kmail, I was able to, again, I was able to see the keys. I was able to pick one, I think, for signing, although it would never go through the sign- signature because it wasn't asking for a passphrase. And then it just wouldn't even let me assign the encrypt to myself. So that just was really not working. And after you get this up and running, after you've included those shell scripts in your, your .kde folder, you've logged out, you've logged back in, next time you try it, well, Pine will work. It'll it'll do what it usually does. You know, it'll pipe your message through whatever filter you chose to filter it through. And in Kmail, you will get a new dialog box that is very old school looking and, you know, very ugly. It's not using Qt or anything. It's It's... It's very GPG agent looking, and sure enough, it is GPG agent in action, uh, asking you for the passphrase for that key that you want to use. So it's it's pretty obvious pretty quickly that it's working, and uh, feels great to get that back up and working. So hopefully this kind of helps someone if you're having trouble with uh, with GNU PG migrating or maybe setting it up on a new system or something, and it's not working the way you think it should be working. Look into GNU PG more of a tip than a uh, than a how-to, but that's the best I've got for you. Uh, still looking into the GNU PG stuff, kind of getting used to how it works and everything. Um, I do know for almost a fact that at this year's Ohio Linux Fest, there will be a GNU PG signing party, which I think is a lot less festive than it sounds, but um, be sure that if you do use GNU PG, to bring your uh, key file with you, and uh, you can meet other people, look at their credentials, look at their identification. Hopefully, they haven't faked their ID. Take their, do a blood test or whatever, uh, and then sign their key and say, "Yes, I, I trust this this key. This this person, I've seen, I've met this person. I see that they possess this key and have full access to this key, so I trust them." And they'll sign your key, and you get trust. And so everyone gets, you know, levels up on their trust levels, and um, and that's a good thing because that that helps sort of the system of of this whole idea of private keys being trusted and stuff like that. You know, that that kind of that makes it more of a, a trust-based system. So it's a good thing. It's good for you. It's good for everyone else. So uh, if you're going to be there and you do use GNU PG, do that. If you don't use GNU PG, uh, feel free to hit me up or I'm sure a lot of other people there 
I, I could probably at least show you how to, you know, create a key, kind of start to implement it within a couple of your applications or whatever, um, stuff like that. So, you know, if you want to get started on that, let me know and um, we can get you started on that. So thanks for listening. Uh, I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.